hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Kern County. You're listening to AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. It's time for the Kern County Real Estate Review with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Whatever your real estate needs are in Kern County, Lori and the McCarty Group are the local experts you can count on. Whether you're buying, selling, relocating, or maybe you just have a real estate question or two, all you have to do is call her at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her team will be delighted to help you. So feel free to reach out and good morning, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. Great. You know, we've had a really nice reprieve from the triple digits, but gosh, the smoke is terrible. Yes. And, you know, because I wake up early, six o'clock or whatever, open open the screen door to the backyard and... This is 70-something degrees. I know. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, but then you can't see anything. Well, so, exactly. And my heart smoky. goes out to, to all those who've suffered from the fires. Yes, and so. we got to shout out the firefighters. Absolutely. Putting in work out there. Stay safe, you ladies bet. and gentlemen out there, because that can't be easy. No, yeah. we're keeping all of you in our prayers. Absolutely. And so what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about tiny homes and what it's like to live in one. I mean, what a better way to find out about this than to speak with a local Kern County resident who not only designed her tiny home, but also lives in it. I'm excited to chat with Samantha Creech. She goes by Sam. Mm -hmm. Tiny home dweller, blogger, furniture creative, and entrepreneur this morning about her tiny home journey. So Adelaide, have you ever thought about living in a tiny home? I think it would be great because I think, okay, maybe the electric bill will be a little less expensive. Uh-huh. But you know me, I'm a hoarder. Yeah. I still got my NSYNC World Tour 94 t-shirt. I know. What are we going to do? <laughs> there are certain things you've stuff. got to part with, right? Yeah, it doesn't fit anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, but maybe your son will be able to wear it, right? <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> yes, yes. But I have thought about it. I think I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think... Sam's got some great information she's going to share with us. But before we speak with her and find out all about tiny homes, I wanted to tell our listeners about a new Fannie Mae rule that may help renters qualify for a mortgage. So effective September 18th, Fannie Mae's automated underwriting system or the desktop underwriting that so many of us have heard about is going to begin to include positive rent payment history in its underwriting risk assessments. Now, while consistent rent payments will improve the applicant's chances of being approved, records of missed or inconsistent rent payments will not hurt their ability to qualify for Fannie Mae-eligible loans, the company recently said. Now, when Fannie Mae ran a sample of renters who had been rejected by the desktop underwriter, it found that 17% could have been eligible if their rental payment history had been considered. So Fannie Mae CEO Hugh Frader believes that this change will be one important step in correcting the housing inequities of the past and creating a more inclusive mortgage credit evaluation process going forward. 
So hopefully that information will help some of our potential home buyers be able to move forward with a purchase. Another reason to call Lori and her team. That's right. Buy a place. Definitely. <laughs> you bet. So now moving on, you know, it's been real interesting to observe that our ever-changing world has caused many to reevaluate how we live our lives each day. Innovation has become paramount for some people in how they pivot to create a life that they're excited about. For many, this type of advanced innovation can begin at home and expand to several different areas. As the world continues to transform and adjust during every unprecedented event, people are often left reflecting on their state of living and how they can improve what's in front of them. For one California-based mother of four, transformation in all aspects has fueled her creativity to take her on a one-of-a-kind journey in the world of interior design and tiny home living. Unlike your typical large, grandiose abode, designer and artist Samantha Creech says she is on a mission to reimagine homes for the modern-day family. All over the country, people are waking up to the fact that potentially there's a better way to live. Being able to exist stress-free in a space that's uniquely you from top to bottom really curates a level of happiness that can't be replicated in a conventional way of buying and selling. And as Samantha says, in order to spend more time with the people we care about and navigate with intention, you have to think big and live small. So please join me this morning in welcoming Samantha Creech to the show. Sam is a Kern County local that has not only designed her tiny home, but also lives in it. So good morning, Sam. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Lori. It is a pleasure to share this mic with you this morning and find out more about your journey. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and this journey you've been on? Uh, let's see. Well, <laughs> it all started here in Bakersfield. Actually, I grew up in Lamont. Okay, fantastic. My, my grandma ran a daycare in Lamont. Um, my mom has always run nurseries and bulk yards. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember Sandstone before it became yes. a school. Okay, yes. so she ran that nursery. Great. And so my mom is the hardest worker I know. Mm-hmm. And I grew up here. I graduated from BHS. Okay. I had two scholarships, and I play three instruments, and I left it all behind and joined the military. Thank you so much for your service. I served 10 years. I was wow. EOD. I did explosives. I was the bomb squad for the Army. And then I was gone 13 years total from Bakersfield. Okay. I lived all over the world. Mm-hmm. My first duty was Hawaii. I've been, I wow. have my oldest son in Germany. Wow. And then I've been or trained in every state you can think of. And I also was airborne, so I jumped out of planes. Wow. <laughs> and I saw the way people lived mm-hmm. and different cultures lived and the way it was really about being closer to the people you loved. It wasn't so much about the space, the amount of space you had, but what was in that space. Okay. Fantastic. So before we jump into all the details about tiny homes... Can you please tell us about that tiny home concept? I mean, what defines a tiny home? Are there standard parameters that a home has to fit into to be called a tiny house? Help educate us. Yes, ma'am. Um, oh, please, no ma'ams. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is that military background, and I appreciate and respect that. Um, and folks, 
you're not seeing her, but I'm telling you, it's hard to believe that she spent 10 years in the military and still has three children because this this woman looks young enough to be my child. Okay. I actually have four sons. Four. And my oldest, he just went off to basic. Okay. I'm really (laughs) feeling old now. Okay. Well, thank him for his service as well. I'm very proud of him. Very proud of all of them. Great. Uh, Tiny houses. It has to be within 400 square feet. Okay. That's it. So 401, not a tiny house. That's correct. And that, for people to give you a frame of reference, is about the size of a two-car garage. My tiny home is 126 square feet. Wow. Sleeps seven. No way. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Sorry. gosh. No, it's <laughs> Sorry, okay. <Lord. laughs> wow. Um, okay. So are there any other parameters for it to be a tiny home? No, but my tiny home, the focus was weight. So okay. you need to consider that when you're dealing with only 400 square feet. Right. And what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Because some people want to be mobile. Right. And are you going to have someone move your tiny house to every spot? (laughs) That's not economical. No. You're not saving any money. And usually that's the point of the tiny home in in the bigger picture. Right. So with mine, it is towable. So usually, you know, you'll see a lot of tiny homes on wheels. Uh Uh-huh. So that um, you can move it. But mine is only 3,000 pounds. So I drive it to Toyota Tacoma and I pull my tiny home. Wow. That's amazing. My husband has a Tacoma. So I'm surprised that you can pull that. That's wonderful. And that's what goes into the design of a tiny home is the weight. Okay. If you're not going to have pay that fee to move that tiny home every time. Right. A lot of people do have a stationary spot, mm-hmm. and they make that their home. But if you think of the bigger picture as a tiny home, it's usually to be mobile. So okay. that is something to consider. It's not part of the definition. It's just the 400 square feet. Mm-hmm. But you need to think of how it fits into your From life. a practical standpoint. Now, okay. Sam, what, what's the weight of yours? Mine is only um, 3,000 pounds. Okay, okay. That's great. Yeah. 3,000 pounds and 126 square feet. That's yes. pretty amazing. That's yeah. why I used a lot of um, wallpaper to mm-hmm. add design. Mm-hmm. There's no weight. It's paper. Right. You'll see a lot of the shows where they're adding paint. Right. I. You can do that, and I do do it You know, when I do help other people mm-hmm. as far as design. Right. As, of course, you know, Lori, that's, you want to add that. But you're wanting to add so much character that we usually go with. I go with wallpaper. Makes total sense. And then you don't have to use tile. Right. You can use a wallpaper version. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I mean, technology, prints. Yes. It's going to look exactly like it. You're going to clear coat it. And you have the same thing with no weight. That's fantastic. I hadn't thought about doing that. That's great. So tell us, why did you decide to move into a tiny house? I could live out a backpack. I can tell you that right now. All those years in the military, and I am not really a minimalist because I have a furniture business. Uh Uh-huh. So I do use a storage unit for that. Okay. Um, But everything else is in the tiny home because I wanted – I have four boys. Right. And our country – 
people who listen to country music, there's a song by Doug Stone, and it's a uh, there's fewer walls to separate. Yeah, that's a great song. That um, so you have to communicate. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, you know, it is the digital world, right? That I didn't grow up in. We no. didn't. We no. went to the library, right? And now you're looking, and I just saw. I wanted to instill certain things in them, and I wanted them to always know they had each other right. and to have that unity. And honestly, the best memories I had growing up, we can't. Oh. Um, when we were the happiest, when mm-hmm. we, like, I was learning things about them, and, I mean, I would be playing my instruments, you know, while we're camping and with my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, and it was this small space, and we were so close, and we were so happy. Not that we weren't happy. It's just Those that. were some of the best memories. And isn't that the life you want, is to Absolutely. be happy and just remember the good part? Right. Right? And I wanted that for my children. That's fantastic. And I wanted them to see a different way of living. Right. Because I've lived in normal-sized houses. Uh-huh. I, you know, I don't want people to think I'm woo-woo. Right. <laughs> but I've lived every way you can think of well and i was going to ask you what was your home like before you moved into your tiny home what home did you have before that it was um 1200 square feet okay three bedrooms one and a half bath pool yard right Right. i would say all american yep um have you missed having that much space i have not okay well that's wonderful (laughs) You know what? This has been a great introduction for all of us to tiny homes, and I'm excited to find out more. But before we dig into this topic any deeper, let's take a quick break. This will be a great opportunity for those of you listening to freshen your cup of coffee or grab a quick bite. But don't take too long because you certainly don't want to miss the next segment and all the information Sam has to share. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors on KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all of the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Or you can request an in-person tour, and she or one of her team will be happy to show you any of the available properties for sale. Whether it's a video tour or a personal showing that you're wanting, all you have to do is click on themccartygroup.com and start shopping. As the number eight agent for Coldwell Banker in North America and the only Kern County agent to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's top 100 rankings for agents in the nation for 2020, her goal, as well as that of her team, is to serve you. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. The times we're living in are unparalleled, and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. 
I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. We're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And you can call Lori anytime, and that phone number is 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to the website at themccartygroup.com. As just one of her many accolades, she was voted Best of Bakersfield, your favorite realtor once again this year. Her amazing customer service, her desire to make every transaction as seamless as possible, and her vast knowledge classifying her as an expert in her field are just a few reasons people applaud her service every day. And if you're just tuning in, we're visiting this morning with Lori's guest, Samantha Creech, tiny home resident, blogger, furniture creative, and entrepreneur. Before we go any further, Samantha, why don't you tell us how we can reach you or where we can find more information about your tiny home adventures and business? I have a website. It's picturelypetite.com. That's the name of the tiny house. I'm on Facebook. It's Samantha Jane Creech. I'm on Instagram under Cheever Jane. I also have a YouTube channel that you can see actually the progress of the tiny home when we were building it. And that's Picturely Petite. The boy, my sons did the recording. (laughs) Everyone takes part in this uh, business. And um, you can see our t-shirt company, all those type of things on any of those locations. So fantastic. And my... If you need my phone number, it's 661-477-4525. And my email is mlh4mom at gmail.com. Perfect. So, folks, there's lots of different ways that you can reach her. Um, Now, during the break, you were telling Adelaide you had a solution for that T-shirt issue, right? (laughs) I have a lot. Share with us. (laughs) I sleep with it every night. Oh, come on. (laughs) I have several solutions. um, And I have it in actually in the self-published books I've written and the blogs. Uh, Let's see. Well, we could make a pillow cover out of it if you do sleep with it every night. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) If... You have more to this collection, or you have some type of fabric items that are part of a collection. We can make you a blanket. If we need to, we could cover your couch in it. If it's that big, um, we can make curtains. We can make rugs. Anything you can think of, there's a solution for 
any type of collection or anything you just cannot part with. Yeah, because I'm thinking there's other hoarders out there like me that are like, I can't let go of this item. Exactly. And you can see how creative Sam is um, in all of her solutions. Um, I think that's part of what has made this journey so enjoyable for you, right? It has been the most exciting and challenging, Mm -hmm. very challenging to go against the norm. I can understand. Now, and I'd like to get into some of that in a little bit, but now I I imagine when you moved from the 1,200-square-foot home to the 126-square-foot tiny home, you had to downsize. Could you share with us what that process was like? So I do have a furniture business, Mm -hmm. and I keep some of the pieces in my home until they sell. So I got a storage unit and moved all the furniture pieces in there. Okay. But as you can see from the website, those pieces are listed there. Mm -hmm. And they're listed on local sites also. So they're still, people are able to access them. I moved them into the unit. As far as clothes went, Mm -hmm. I sell them on Poshmark. Okay. Um, My closet is only one foot wide. Wow. So no, Bob. No, don't don't listen to that. Erase that. You, no, I'm not getting my closet down to one foot. No, not happening. So I'm glad it works for you. <laughs> I got to wear one of my good outfits for the radio show. <laughs> Unfortunately, no one can see me, but <laughs> we all think you look lovely. So when something comes into the tiny house, something has to go out. Oh, so everything has a place. That is correct. And everything has to be something I absolutely love and adore. Okay. So clothing, as us women know, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of it. Yes. And so I... Usually too much. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I can't say that I have tons, but I am a thrifty shopper. Mm -hmm. So I buy secondhand for most things. Uh, My shoes are either tan or black. Okay. So that tells you I was raised old school Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was all I needed um and then the boys so my oldest is gone right and I have the three boys so there is storage for that under the couch okay so they each have their own area uh, their own bin and it's separated into shirts and pants okay so as you know with boys they do not have Uh uh-uh they a lot of clothing but that really let them I'm like, we only are going to put in here what you absolutely love and what makes you happy and makes you you. And so, Sam, what's your favorite feature of your tiny home? I would say the murals. Okay. And for those of you who haven't seen them, uh, please go to her website, go to her blog, because, or go to her YouTube channel, because it's amazing, the murals that she's done. Tell us a little bit about those. These murals are actual, um, from artists, I had it turned into wallpaper with a company in Turkey that I found on Etsy. And I went through a couple companies, and I can't say, you know, I always was successful. And then I switched and started to actually use artist pictures. And the murals are a story of my life. So my tiny house is a work of art. And art, as we know, is not always perfect or beautiful, but it's about how it makes you feel. Exactly. 
That is so neat to be surrounded by the things that mean so much to you, right? Now, I understand you designed your tiny home. Did you build it as well, or did you hire a contractor? My father is a contractor. Oh, how convenient. (laughs) So I definitely had to get him to think tiny. How hard was that? It is. uh, It was very hard. It took, I've been back for eight years in Bakersfield, and I have to say I've been working on him all eight years. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not going to be the next tiny home builder for everyone here in Kern County? You know, actually now, I would say he is. Okay, great. Since I would be the only tiny house here in Bakersfield. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I I know this is a trend that is catching on, and um, so I think it's great to have a resource that could, who's actually been through the process and could help those who are looking to replicate what you've done i see it um so i've been everywhere and actually stayed in tiny houses before i ever built one okay and oregon if you go to oregon inside of portland Mm -hmm. there's actually just like how we have downtown we have just um, parking lots okay well they've taken those parking lots and turned them into tiny house villages so when you stay, you rent to stay in there, but you're inside of this huge city, like as if you went downtown for us, and there's all these different tiny homes, just like I envisioned, you know, I've told on all the other podcasts and magazines, like in Bakersfield Life, that's what I envisioned for us, being that stop, just like we stop for um, the Crystal Palace, right? being a stop, because in California, there's nothing like it. Right. We don't have that and not just maybe have, you know, tiny homes, have, you know, boats where you could stay inside of a boat cabin. Oh, how fun. So so that we can, you know, really show off our good old boy image and the reason no one lives here, you know, no one leaves here Mm. is because of that. Right. And show them, you know, we can, our country heritage and come into this new age Mm -hmm. and then bring tons i just want to see this town grow and i know how amazing it is that's why i came back for my boys to be raised here Mm -hmm. it is one of the most generous giving uh family oriented cities that i have ever lived in and um i have to tell you we came kicking and screaming or at least i did my husband had a job i didn't and i thought we're going where Um, But that was 30-some-odd years ago, and I can't imagine living anywhere else now. I agree. It's um, That's the reason the boys are here. Great. Now, it must have been a really special experience building your home with your father. What all was involved in that building process? So we had a a shell or a mass, you know, a mass-produced item, and Mm -hmm. we had to make it unique and also make it functional because my main goal like you see on the tiny homes they get them all cleaned up for you on tv right right but i wanted it always to be clutter free Mm -hmm. i wanted it to be attractive as being 
a female, I love to show my home off. Right. And I needed to fit four people, well, five, if you count my oldest son, into this space and be able to have all our items and them not be thrown around. There needed to be places for everything and not to feel like it was all closing in. Exactly. So were there any challenges that you ran into while building the tiny home or that your dad ran into? We had an issue with the roof. Okay. Um, As it was a mass-produced item already, I bought it used Mm -hmm. and completely redid everything. And there was a roof issue that the seller didn't let us in on. Oh, no. But luckily, Dad... (laughs) (laughs) Knew how to fix that, right? (laughs) Dad knew how to fix it, of course, because he's my dad. Right. And, um, you know, he... We definitely dealt with um, the issue of creating storage in Mm -hmm. an attractive manner. Right. Because you have to think, even though boys are low maintenance, they still have items. Absolutely. Uh, My selling... the thing that sold me on this certain model was that the bathtub I can take a bath in oh very nice you know I like to soak I work six days a week for the post office so I just you know that was my selling point but for dad and I that was a struggle and my dad had never done wallpaper oh okay please say that's on YouTube is that on YouTube? That's on YouTube. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Just <laughs> oh, that's great. That is awesome. Are there? So I'm I'm unfamiliar. Are there any challenges with permitting or anything like that when it comes to building a tiny home? Or no, because it's mobile generally. Right. That was a big part of it too for me and mm-hmm. my dad's biggest concern. Being a contractor is, okay, are we going to have to get permits? What are we going to have to do, Sam, so that we do it right? Right. Because he knew, for me, it was a bigger vision, not just to live in it, but to help other people live that way. Right, to help promote that lifestyle. Right, And, and because the boys would be in it. Right. So we needed it to be... I say copacetic. Yeah, yeah. With everyone. And... um. But there is no permits that you need. You just need to keep in mind, though, if you're going to pull it, mm-hmm. that you need to get under bridges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's one of those little things I wouldn't have thought of until you said something. And Brilliant. You, and you really have to think about the weight, the products you're right. using, and that they're going to last. Mm-hmm. So you have to think outside the box. Right. You can use plastics if you want to go that way. Some um, very retro or mm-hmm. people that want that look. Okay, let's think outside the box. Let's right. go with plastic. Myself, I cut antiques down. Antiques I could not part with. Okay. So for dad, dad just wants to build it. Right. Because that's who my dad is. And I'm like, no, I can't part with this. Right. I need it here. And Dad's like, okay, well, I Let's need you. Let's figure out a way. He mm-hmm. goes, Sam, you tell me how we're going to do it, and I'll do it. Oh, that's great. That's great. Your dad sounds wonderful. Yes, he he's way funnier than me. <laughs> oh, I find that hard to believe. Uh, well, now they say that hindsight's twenty twenty. Is there anything that you wish you knew prior to starting construction that you know now? I wish... 
I knew more about wallpaper glue. Okay. <laughs> I the Bakersfield heat is not kind. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. And I can tell you you won't hear designers say the word wallpaper too often. Okay. You're going to hear the word mural. Okay. You know, but we're thinking economical here. Right. Some myself I am artistic, but I wanted interpretations from around the world. Right. So with wallpaper glue, there is different kinds, but guess what? It hasn't been in style for, you know, a solid 20, 30 years. Right. So, um, you know, it was definitely trial and error with that. Mm -hmm. And I did have pieces that came off. Okay. And as you know, wallpaper and gigantic murals, they have to be pieced together. Yes, they do. Just like carpet. Mm -hmm. So when that came down... We're trying to oh, match these seams. We're trying to re-glue mm-hmm. all because of the Bakersfield heat. And because there was one spot like up by my air conditioning, it had to be resealed. So I got like a couple water spots and I had to go through and hand paint on these murals to touch them up after we had fixed the issue. Okay. So definitely wallpaper glue. Just I even have a blo- you know, an article on it just so that no one else has that fail. That's wonderful to to take what was obviously a a difficult experience, but then to turn it into a learning experience for not only yourself, but others out there. I think that's wonderful. So tell us, how did you find inspiration for the design of your tiny home? Was it because you had stayed in other tiny homes? Was it just what spoke to your heart? I mean, how did you... How did you come up with the inspiration and the the overall design? I had, I've stayed in every type of home. Mm -hmm. I, you know, in Germany, in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. things people don't normally see. Right. And I've stayed in tiny homes. Mm -hmm. And I saw, just like any home, you know, you walk in with a client, they know exactly what they want or they don't want, but... And if they're not sure, you steer them in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. They've seen something somewhere that they love. Mm -hmm. The same thing happened with me. You know, I knew I have to have a bathtub. Mm -hmm. And my dad's like, Sam, really? A bathtub? (laughs) I said yes. And so one of the first pictures of me in that tiny house is me in the bathtub. (laughs) In my work uniform. How Like showing him I fit. Yeah. Very cool. He's like, you're ridiculous. (laughs) Are you a child? (laughs) No. What it was is this was something very important to you. And that's that's why I told him. This is is my dream, but also my passion to, I'm all about helping other people and seeing other people flourish. So that was definitely, that's why I wanted to live in it. It's one thing to design it and it sits there, right? Right. And you just what you influence people you're an influencer Mm -hmm. you know that's one thing it's just like to have a beautiful home but you're never there to enjoy it right no my whole goal was it to be everything and I tell people it's very simple on the outside and very complex on the inside it's just like me so that definitely that was our our challenge we wanted to make sure that it had enough beds in it Mm -hmm. things that change because there's 
not there's only like two real beds uh-huh. the others are items that change into beds okay so that was another you know challenge was the layout okay and that was probably the thing i was the most picky about okay makes sense because if that's where you're going to be spending a lot of your time you want to make sure just like anybody in any type of housing that the layout works for you um so once it was finished being constructed did you have a difficult time trying to find a place to park it i did Uh uh-oh my parents have three acres they have a large home but (laughs) as my mom says i've given you all the tools to succeed (laughs) and you need to succeed somewhere else (laughs) yes i i say to my my son all the time fly little birdie fly (laughs) and that's my mom she's like you've always lived all over the world why would you want to be right here so I had a difficulty because of the model year that I had purchased there's age limits where you park items oh okay so that is something you would want to consider you can send in pictures and they approve it that way, but it becomes a liability for the, where you're parking it because of the age. Right. So luckily, you know, I did find a Shady Haven off of Fairfax. They just uh-huh. remodeled the entire park. Okay. And it has like security cameras, security gates, the barbed wire, new facilities, pool, washroom, everything, you know, front load washers, all these fancy things. Uh-huh. And luckily, you know, they were really trying to bring people in. And, you know, I showed them my references as far as, you know, the websites, the books, the podcasts, the magazines. And they're like, it's a win-win for us both. So luckily they did, you know, accept me. And that's where I stay. And that's where the tiny house is at. But the tiny house is mobile, of course. So any if I want to go take it somewhere, then I can. Perfect. So I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners are too, what's the most difficult aspect of living in a tiny home? And on the other side, what's the biggest perk? I would say cooking in a tiny home. Oh. So I have a full kitchen. Right. I've seen the pictures. So microwave, stove, um, I have dishwashers that are my four cents, <laughs> as my mom Love would that. say. <laughs> but I have a Blackstone outside. So I, just like any home, you have your outdoor entertaining area. Uh-huh. So do I. Okay. I have a Blackstone with the two burners. Okay. And I will tell you all my boys know how to cook. Great. So they cook. I do help, but, you know, I supervise. Right. I'm supervisor. Right. And um, I have, you know, a patio set that I redid that my parents gave me. There's um, a trunk painted that keeps all their, like, swim toys and toys uh-huh. in it. I have uh, cornhole set up for the boys Perfect. with a little table. And there's – it's all, like, blue. It's like a light blue and then coral umbrellas. So I have an outdoor space and – that helps a lot. We do the mm-hmm. prepping that we can outside. Right. And it's summertime. So they're running back and forth to the pool. It's just like any normal life. Right. Right. 
And here in Bakersfield, we are very proud of our outdoor spaces. Absolutely, we are. I see that promoted a lot with homes. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with my home. That's wonderful. Um, I have to ask, is there anything you miss about uh, living in a space with more square footage? I cannot say I do. I, wow. That's... The biggest perk is how close I am with my boys in that, you know, if you bump into them, you know, they poke you in the side. Right. And it's something funny and it's a reason to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And people, I think, avoid the conversations. A lot of times. Or we get so hung up in the electronic devices um, that that we forget that part of life, a major part, is communicating. And we forget that those children will be gone. They yes, will be they on will. their own life. And this is our time to influence them and engage with them. I do have a TV in my tiny house in case anybody's thinking <laughs> woo-woo girl here. But no, it's really about that. It's, it's the closeness. It's what I remember growing up as a kid that I and can I- pass on to my children. And I think so many of us remember things like that. And so I think that's wonderful. It doesn't sound like to me that you'll ever go back to a more traditional space. I, I really don't have that plan. I am, you know, I do, I have let other people stay in my tiny home to give them the experience. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I do see it going on to Airbnb. Right. As I work on other projects, Mm because I, you know, I do see a, I have a barn, uh, mini barn minium project in okay. in my mind and um, for weddings and so forth and hunting oh very cool. that type of thing and a lot of times when there's those type of things there's a like the bride and groom want to stay somewhere else mm-hmm. or the grandparents want to stay somewhere mm-hmm. else so there is that's the envision I have for it is to I just want to share happiness with people and that's what I try to give them when I help them with their what a wonderful goal that's awesome you know when you make such a drastic change in your life like downsizing and moving into a completely new space I think we all tend to learn some life lessons Um, so what's the most important thing that you've learned from your time living in a tiny home I've learned that uh you can't take things with you. Right. And they don't matter. No. They're, they're just things. People are so much more important. And I, I've i learned, you know, I have had family pass. My brother passed last year. Oh, I'm sorry to hear so that. So it was just him and I. Mm-hmm. So that was the only person just like me. Right. You know, raised the same. So for me, you know, after people pass, there's the division of their property. Mm-hmm. And with Living Tiny, it's paid off. You know, I have very low bills. That's correct. Right. Um, And I thought of my boys. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my boys ever to be divided. Right. And I don't want my family ever to be divided. And I want them to know that I left behind love for them and financial stability. So I, for me, the biggest love of Tiny is that... Everything I make, it goes into the bank for them. Mm-hmm. And when I do pass, you know, all they'll have to deal with is that tiny house. <laughs> and I told them, if you want to donate it, <laughs> donate it. 
<laughs> hey, that is great. You know, that is just so refreshing to hear. Um, thank you. Thank you very much for now, sharing. Yeah, and Samantha, and, and speaking of that, you, you kind of mentioned, you know, the, it's paid off and everything. Like the box came prefabricated, the roof you bought. Um, what, what, if someone's thinking about this, what kind of money should they plan on spending to well, build one? Remember, um, your only definition, the only boundaries you have to be a town tiny house is 400 square feet. They're not telling you it has to be a box. It could be mm. a boat. Ah. It could be anything you can dream up. Trust me, we can build it. We can design it. Um, can we mine. borrow? Can we borrow your father? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Maybe not borrow, but hire. Can we can uh, hire him. We can hire. Okay. You know, he's a handful, but you can hire my father. Yes, uh, we are. We are a team uh, <laughs> because it's hard to think tiny when it's not um, the norm. No, and and I would think if someone wants to embark on this adventure, they would want the expertise of someone mm. who's already been there and done that, like yourself. And that's a that's definitely something I try to. That's why I write the articles. That's why I put that out there. I, it's going to sound woo woo, but that's why I put it out there in the universe. That's why I put it out there on uh, the big internet world. All those mm. things is just. Yeah, well, mine, back to your question, um, I bought mine used. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, it just sat there. They never used it, and that was why the roof issue. But I bought it for $7,000. Wow. And I invested, you know, a good amount into it. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I had money, plenty of money saved. Um, But, yeah, I started. So if you're just going to move into one. Right. I mean, I'm big about repurposing, reusing. So, of Mm -hmm. course, I would buy used. Right. Because it had the layout I wanted. Right. And you got to think, this already has all the electrical done for you. Mm -hmm. It has everything done. Not that, you know, my dad can't do that. It's just, these are people who build tons of them. Right. Right. So, you know, it's it's done. It's Mm -hmm. perfect. It's by code. All those things. So, that's why I went that way. But, yeah, $7,000. That's great. That really Very is. Cool. That's not even a, as Lori knows, probably a down payment. <laughs> <laughs> not on your average priced home here. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I, I think I know your answer to this, but do you think tiny living is for everyone? I do. I think that um, you can... If you can't envision it for yourself, there's people like myself who can envision it for you and show you how it can happen. And that's why there is people like me. Yeah, you Mm. just have to get your head wrapped around it, right? And have somebody, an expert like yourself, to guide you through the process, to think about things like how tall bridges are and that sort of thing. Right, and you know, that's that was my dad. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But uh, I I think people should think outside the box and also think about, as you know, property is an investment. It is, and prices are getting out of sight around here, which is why I think this is a excellent opportunity um, and a, a fantastic trend for people who are trying to be more economical and more purposeful in what they're doing. 
And you also can think, if we're not just thinking of families, you can think of college students. Absolutely. Think of what you're paying to have your child stay in a dorm or stay in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Well, why not have this piece of property that when they're done, either it's yours or right. it's theirs. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got to think if mine sleeps seven. That's pretty amazing. You could have a little entrepreneur on your hands here renting out <laughs> rooms. I'm just saying. <laughs> we could have a little fraternity place. Oh, um, boy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, or a sorority. I'm right. Just, right. I just think there is, we need to think of the bigger picture and not, we need to invest ourselves. Exactly. Why not invest in a piece of property that, it can change. It can transform. If you're moving from your big house because your children all moved out and you're going to go into an RV or something smaller, okay, let's move all that in. But you're not leaving that behind for your children to deal with that home. And you can let, you know, Lori sell it. <laughs> and put that, I'd be happy to help. <laughs> and put that money in the bank. So, you know, to me, it's a huge picture. Well, absolutely. I think that's that's wonderful. Hey, now, Lori, Sam, I know we've got a good rhythm going here. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. Sorry to interrupt. It's a great conversation. Oh, I know what's coming. <laughs> All but right. We do have to take another break, so we can give everyone a quick minute to freshen your coffee up or grab a drink. But before we go, Samantha, why don't you tell everyone where we can find your blog? Some more information about you. You can find me at picturelypetite.com. Perfect. So, Adelaide, when we come back, uh, if it's okay with you and Sam, can we talk about what advice you would give to someone interested in making the switch to a tiny home? Does that sound good to you? It sounds great to me. All right. All right. Well, thank you. And you're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with your host, Lori McCarty, here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we'll be right back. missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. 
For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all your real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Sunday mornings. And if you're just tuning in this morning, we have the privilege of visiting with Samantha Creech, tiny home resident, blogger, furniture creative, and entrepreneur. And before the break, we were talking about the who is a good fit for tiny home living. Is there anyone that you think should not move into a tiny home? I... Guess if you're claustrophobic. (laughs) Brilliant. All right. Uh, So tell us, what advice would you give to someone that's interested in tiny living? They're just starting this process. They're just thinking about it. What advice would you give to them? Stay in a tiny house. Oh, go stay in one. Yes, ma'am. How else are you going to know? It's fine in your head. Trust me. But until you're in that space, it's you need to experience it. Okay, perfect. So tell us, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know um, about tiny homes? I would say, you know, definitely think outside the box. You okay. know, just because we're from Bakersfield, we there's more to us than that. Absolutely. And there's more to every person than that. Right. So think outside the box and don't worry about anyone else thinks because no one's thinking about you. (laughs) (laughs) And really focus on what makes you happy. Life is short. Mm -hmm. And think of the future. What do you want your children to deal with, you know, when you're gone? For me, it it is the big picture. Okay. And Samantha, I do do have a question. Um, It was when I grew up, it was three brothers, two sisters. Was there any privacy issues when you've got got a few people living in in this space? The bathroom has a door on it. (laughs) So I have a place to cry. Okay. (laughs) But you know, there is a gap at the top and at the bottom. So cry softly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you just kind of, you just learn to kind of. You get used to it and, and find space. If well, needed. and as she said, she also has outdoor spaces. Mm, so okay. I think that okay. is probably essential uh, for for each person to have that ability to, to find their own privacy and to, to have their quiet moments when they need them. That's That's correct. They, you know, they have their toys outside. They have their space. They have their own kitchen outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have everything that... You know, they have a pool. They have everything that, you know, to get all that energy out and if they want to wrestle or whatever they want to do. and Right, because boys will be boys. (laughs) Four boys, imagine that. Yeah, it kind of blows my mind in 126 square feet. Um, It really does. I I have difficulty imagining living in 400 square feet, Mm. let alone a quarter of that. I guess so. you'll have to check it out. Later. I will. I can't wait until you decide to go out of town and I can stay in your company <laughs> home. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I will let you know. You'll be the first one. Perfect. Lori, how about a uh, hide-and-seek game in the in the Oh, tiny in house? the tiny can home? we do that? <laughs> <laughs> They've tried it. Trust me. The boys have tried. <laughs> That's awesome. great. Hey, one thing. The last thing, too, I was thinking about was just you work for the Postal Service. What about an address? I mean, if you're moving, is it is there a suggestion for that? Well, I have a space. So, okay. Okay. you know, I 
it, I just did a change of address and boom, all the mail goes there. You know, there's mail receptacles. So no issues. Okay. Right. And yeah. I would imagine if you were more mobile, if you were deciding to take your tiny home on the road, you would just get a P.O. box somewhere, mm. right? That's correct. Every, okay. you know, P.O. boxes. And then also we have informed delivery through the Postal Service. Right. So you're seeing pictures of your mail. Ah. And so okay. if you are on the road and you do have a P.O. box, um, it'll just go in there and you already know that it's there. Right. That's fantastic. Anything else, Adlai? Um, That'll do it for now. Thank you. Great information. Thank you. No problem. Well, I'm looking at the clock, and it looks like it's about time to wrap this up. Um, You know, it's always wonderful having such a great guest uh, like yourself, Sam, because time just flies by. um, And it really winds up leaving our listeners and myself wanting more. So... As you embark on your Barn Dominium project, um, hopefully we can have you back to hear more about that. That would be wonderful, and I'm honored and grateful to be here with you, Matt. Oh, we are delighted. I can't thank you enough for sharing your time with us this morning. Um, so people, if you didn't jot it down, grab a pen and tell us one last time, Sam, where folks can find out information about tiny homes and your furniture business. Yes, ma'am. Um, you can find out about everything you want to know. Picturelypetite.com. On Facebook, it's Samantha Jane Creech. On Instagram, it's Cheever Jane. On YouTube, it's Picturely Petite. And my phone number is 661-477-4525. And my email is mlh 4 at gmail.com. Fantastic. Thanks again, Sam. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank everyone out there for listening this morning and wish you and yours a blessed rest of the day and a fantastic week ahead. Hopefully, we've opened your eyes to a new way of living that's really gaining popularity, and we've been able to provide all of you a little more clarity into the world of real estate. I know Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again next Sunday at 8 a.m., just before Sean Hannity, who's coming up next. Now, if by chance you missed an episode of the show or know someone who should be hearing this information, but who just doesn't get up quite early enough on a Sunday morning, we've got the solution for you. You can now hear this episode and others uploaded to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. Just search Kern County Real Estate Review and you can listen over and over. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. 
She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to, or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there, and you can start packing.